Hello and welcome to the Mindfulness at uh, IBM podcast, another week past, and here with Pat. Um, and um, I think there is a, uh, you know, a, a guest of today, right, um, uh, is going to, to come from, uh, I think it's from, from San Diego, Daniel, he's from, from there. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, but before getting there, I don't know, uh, Pat. Do you have any uh, any news for us? Anything uh, interesting to share? I think you know, for many of us, it's a transition into fall or transition into spring, depending where you are in the world. <laughs> Lots of people going on school breaks or holidays, or going back to school. Oh yeah. So, so always an opportunity to to notice the changes, the transformations, and and bring mindful moments into the day. Yeah. Excellent. So let's get immediately to, you know, meanwhile we are, you know, cooking a newsletter, preparing for the summit and all the information are, I mean, we, we put them again in the, in the podcast, but it's uh, uh, two main things that are gonna, are happening very soon. Plus our train the trainer that is happening for the first time this week with uh, me and Pat. So all the practice leader peers, if you're interested in being a trainer, uh, come and enroll. Uh, and let's get to our guest. Welcome, Daniel. Good to have you on the show today with us. Uh, Lele's here as well. Hello, Lele. Daniel's joining us from, I don't want to say sunny San Diego because he might be in Baja, California, but he's joining us from the West Coast. Uh, he is one of the core team members of the Mindfulness at IBM community and has been doing lots of really cool stuff to to make himself his community and, and the global community a lot more mindful daniel thank you so much for being here welcome 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 thank you very much i appreciate you having me as a guest today so start with uh, something about um, uh, your mindful world right and everything that is around it right so uh, how, how do you place daniel and mindfulness <laughs> and anything around right? well it's a long story but i'll keep it short today <laughs> i might have to write several volumes of books to really ex- express it but um really mindfulness is something i came to um several different times but the last few years were or have been the most meaningful um, i came to mindfulness because of um realizing that you know i, I just couldn't sleep anymore and and insomnia, had night terrors, and that rolled over into anxiety and being triggered, you know, in everyday life and at work. And uh, the the deeper that I, I looked into it, I realized that all of it was connected to earlier um, childhood traumas that I hadn't really been aware of. As I became more aware of it, <clears throat> I really didn't know how to manage it. So I felt like it really got spiraled out of control and started negatively affecting every aspect of my life. So the practice that actually really, really helps me is uh, it's a a sort of uh, breath of fire type of breathing practice where every morning where I wake up, I scan my body and see where am i holding any type of energy whether it's expressed as pain or discomfort and and then uh, i go into my breathing work 
And with the breathing work, I use imagery as well. So I'll give you an example of Daniel outside, standing in the grass or on the sand or in the ground, anywhere with feet on the ground. And it works best with bare feet on the ground. So to take in a very deep breath and just allow all the sensations in the body just to rinse right out into the ground. And I take both of my hands and I clasp them at the base of my spine, pointing my fingers towards the ground, imagining that I'm sending my feet all the way into the earth. And I take in a deep breath and I exhale. And then I start my breath of firework. So when I imagine that I'm building up this heat from my heart. So I'm really focusing the energy in the center of my chest through my heart and essentially cooking up all the energies and allowing them just to turn into dust. And at the end of one of those breaths, at the end of that cycle, then I imagine water coming rain coming and just washing away all the soot into the earth and returning all that energy back to the earth. That's the first cycle. And then and that's the power oh, of yeah, it, it works very, very well. <laughs> and on that, uh, at the end of that cycle, then taking in some deep breaths, a so cycle of three, and like you're sipping some uh, more energy in from the earth. And then allowing that to fill the spaces of the lower body that uh, may have been holding some of the energy. That's the first cycle. And then the second cycle is raising your arms up, pointing them up to the, the, the sky, up to the sun, and doing you know, essentially the same thing, um, building up that fire in the heart burning up all those energies that might be holding, allowing the rain to come wash them through, and then pulling in you know, more light, um, light meaning from the sun. I mean, and it's really nice when, when you do it when it's sunny outside because you can you know, feel the sun on your face and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just energizing. It's like, a, it's like your solar panel absorbing the, the, uh, the energy, like your battery, recharging your battery. So that's, that's uh, one of the practices that I, that I have been doing um, for quite some time now. And I'll tell you, I can sleep. I don't have night terrors anymore. I don't wake up feeling like somebody's out to get me. Um, they also adding in the practice of non-judgment towards others and to myself is, is an incredibly powerful practice as well. Um, you know, we have a tendency to put so much pressure on ourselves for so many things. Um, and then, you know, to see all of our shadows reflected um, and various aspects of social media, media in general. And you know, what I learned is that the shadows that reflected back at me were the same areas that I really needed to work on, uh, but were terrified to to uh, address and uh by doing this this breath work and support of community and family around me i've been able to 
move into the shadows and what I was terrified of was actually the gifts that I have, um, the, the gifts that I have for healing my own body and helping hold space for other people to do the same thing. Interesting. So uh, I, I, there, there would be a lot to, to from, I, I have different ways I would like to go, right? Uh, so let me perhaps start from, uh, from you know, still your uh, subjective experience here is uh, connected, like how, how this then can be also, um, you know, imp impacting your, um, the way you, you work, right, at IBM, like your business and uh, the work you do with clients and anything else. Is it, it has some, uh, you know, impact as well in a positive or in what, in what way? A very significant way. Um, so the work that I do at IBM, I'm, my job title is client success manager, essentially the uh, strategy consultant and relationship manager. So my focus is the relationship between our business, you know, our IBM Watson Health business and our clients. So you can imagine, um, you know, when you're either in a client facing meeting or you're on uh, a webinar there's lots of uh, relationship dynamics happening all at the same time and sometimes you know you can get into a conversation where people have a um, you know a difference of opinion um, some people can be very strongly um, attending to that opinion but with the practice of non-judgment what it allows us to do is to really hear what the person is saying and also to almost like create a bubble around ourselves to per for protection to say, you know what, this person, you know, I'm going to put my shield up a little bit just so that I don't feel like I'm, I'm being personally attacked and I'm going to, you know, stand my ground, meaning, I'm, I'm grounded, I'm connected, I'm relaxed. Um, you know, there might be various um, energies floating around that are being asserted. Um, some people assert power with their words. Other people don't say anything. So really just to hold a, a container or hold some space for the dynamics to occur while you're almost... You know, if you imagine like a hummingbird, a hummingbird moves very, very fast. The wings move very, very fast. But you're able to observe stillness and motion. And so it's as if I become a hummingbird in that situation where I can navigate point to point, ask questions, and really try to understand what's happening. And if I don't understand, then I just I ask questions in a non-judging way and then look for the points of connection Wh where do people align and so that is a practice i do every single day and if i'm not doing my breath work if i'm not doing my grounding work then i have a tendency to take on other people's stuff i just do i'm an empath and you know i'm i, I got into clinical healthcare initially as, as part of my career because I wanted to be of some type of service. And what I realized over time is that I ended up taking on the weight of the world 
on my shoulders and then, you know, it started to negatively impact my health. And especially with the pandemic, I mean, we talk about all types of, you know, people suffering and holding that, um, it can be incredibly detrimental to our health and it, and it was to mine. But again, coming into this, this practice, very simple thing to do is to dedicate 15, 20 minutes to myself every morning. It really helps me navigate relationships in and outside of work. And I don't see any separation between the relationships in and outside of work, their, their relationships, regardless of where they are. And so in a work situation with colleagues, um, with clients, really, again, staying centered, focused, allowing any types of energies just to rinse through and understand so that can make connections and, and innovate together, solve challenges together and really be of service to, to each other in the world. Wow. There's, a, there's so much that I'm, I'm hearing and sensing and, and feeling and you know, lots, of, lots of words you're using to, to describe and you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to, to visualize with my limited capacity. Hearing you speak, I thought about this Japanese uh, methodology in the martial arts to become a master. It's called shuhari. Shuhari. Shu is is the first step where you're really following the the steps, repeating the practices. So you know we're learning mindfulness. Okay, this is mindfulness of the breath. This is mindfulness of the body, and I'm listening to the apps, the recordings, etc. Shu. When we learn something, this is what we do. Then we have ha, which is, okay, I've done it enough that I can do it myself now, that I can do this body scan, that I, I know this breath work, et cetera. And this last step, re, is, is the mastery part where you can just break the rules. You know, you've learned them, you've practiced it, you know it, and you start creating your own. And from what I'm hearing from you, Daniel, is to some extent, you are, you are in this re-phase. You're talking about, you know, specific kind of breath work. You're talking about specific kind of visualization practices, you know, grounding work, non-judgment, awareness, and all this other stuff. And <laughs> I'm just imagining someone hearing you, you know, or, or stumbling it and they're like, wow, you know, okay, so I need to find these 15 minutes in the morning, but do I need to do what Daniel does? Do I need to do something else? So in, in other words, what I'm trying to say is, how, how does someone get started with all of this? How does somebody get to, to a level of, of what you're describing right now? To start with a very uh, simple practice is, is really just sitting with ourselves and observing our breath. That's it. That's, that's how I actually started. I did start in martial arts also. Um, I also am very active. So for the active folks that you know, love to run, jog, walk, skip, <laughs> hop, uh, cycle. Um, how I started that aspect was really, instead of putting on music when I work out, just listening to my breath when I exercise. And then also um, calming my breath. So, you know, realizing that I have control over my body and my breath as well. So, you know, you start to hyperventilate and then stop and then calm down and slow the breath. But just to start from getting out of bed in the morning, actually don't even get out of bed, <laughs> wake up, lay there flat 
and just observe our breath. That's it. That's it. And, and with non-judgment again, um, you know, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm alive. That's it. It, it can be as simple as, as that and not, oh, did I breathe? Oh, did I take one breath? Did I take two? doesn't matter. So the, <clears throat> as you mentioned, the practice of awareness starts here and now, and then it can grow. You know, it, it can really grow and can be aware of our surroundings, aware of the relationships, the dynamics of people, the dynamics of society. You know, there, there's so many different uh, opportunities for growth for me. Um, I don't know what the next phase is for me, but I'm just going to keep practicing because it's working. <laughs> and I feel so much better. I can sleep. Actually, I've, the last few nights I've slept like eight and a half hours. I went from sleeping like two hours to eight and a half. I mean, and now I'm exercising again and, you know, building muscle and just feeling stronger. Where before, I, I mean, I could barely even get out of bed, but honestly, every day was a struggle. And so, so it wasn't work and family life. And, and when our, so to speak, guard is down, um, you know, we're susceptible to, to anything. Those, those shadows shine very <laughs> brightly in the, in the faces of, of other people as reminders like, hey, you, you got to do your work. You know, do your work doesn't mean work extra hours, work harder, you know, try to get that assignment done faster. It means do the work as far as our health and keeping clear and, and being of service to others. And that's really why we're here. Um, it's very nice to, to, to hear it, that, that, that there is a, a effect right in, uh, in, into your days, into like, ability to sleep. Um, and what I wonder, maybe if you, if you can tell us a bit more about the effect that you think the visualization practice has. We never, I think, spoke about it in our podcast, right? Uh, mm. But it, it might be, you know, to some it might come weird, like, okay, I just imagine the water or I just imagine, um, you know, light or whatever. And this, how can this be really impactful in then allowing me to sleep, right? So how would you join the, the dots? So adding the imagery is, is very, very powerful. Um, you think about, you know, every hour that we're awake, we see all types of images, you know, whether we're watching TV, whether we're going for a walk somewhere. We, we see dynamics of relationships on social media. We see all kinds of video. So imagery speaks way louder than words. Um, it's kind of like, you know, show me, don't tell me. And we remember images so much more than we remember just words. So think of the imagery as uh, putting a stamp on really what you really what you're looking for, and choosing the images that you want to see. The way I often describe this is when I was a little kid, I would always say, "Wow, I see the you know most fascinating." Uh, like cartoons or films in my mind. I wish I could just stick a plug in the back of my head and put it on a, a screen so you could see all the, the beauty that I see. 
this is when I was a kid. Um, well, our minds are kind of stuffed with all kinds of images, of, especially with, you know, the, a lot of the fear across the world today. I'm not going to add any images to that when people have their own. But we often see a lot of, uh, a lot of negative images um, labeled with all kinds of things. So using the imagery really um, helps us embody the practice so that not only do we think it, but we actually feel it. Feel it from an emotional perspective. And once we can feel it, aka embody it, and then the practice becomes more real. It's not just that, okay, I'm, I'm just sitting here, you know, breathing. Okay, I'm breathing, I'm alive, good. Okay, but what does breathing and alive look like? What is the most ideal image that you can create in your mind of, of being alive? You know, am I at the beach? Am I running to the ocean? Am I splashing in? Am I throwing water up? Am I plunging myself in the water? How does that water feel against my skin? Is it cool? Is it warm? What is, what is it like when the waves, the energy of the, the ocean washes over me? How does that feel on my body? So those types of things. So we're moving to a phase of, uh, to, to poetry. So you think of it as an art of imagery. You're painting or creating this picture that we would like to see rather than the ones that are maybe given to us at, every, at, at any point in the day. We're creating the, the movie to our life, essentially. <laughs> the next scene, you know, picture by picture. So with that, Daniel, is there a short little practice that you can leave us and, and the listeners with don't want to suggest anything but maybe something with visualization would be good <laughs> okay all right so wherever you are whether it's in a chair on a bed on the floor standing taking a deep breath Hold it just for a moment and exhale. Feel your feet on the ground with your arms beside your body. Raise them up together. Touch the palms of your hands together. And then lower your arms again. On your side. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now imagine that a hummingbird comes in to greet you. Flies right in to the space where you are. 
looks at you right in the eyes and invites you onto his back to take a ride. You climb upon this magical hummingbird. It's safe. It tells you that it'll take you on a little journey. You climb upon the back of this hummingbird and it whisks you away. The hummingbird comes upon beautiful flower and supples upon its nectar. The flower is yellow. You can smell, you can taste as if you are the hummingbird. What does it taste like? What's the essence of this flower? What attracts you about this flower? The hummingbird wisps away and observes some animals in the forest. Watches a pack of wolves gallivanting across the countryside. Hummingbird wisps away again. And sees this beautiful garden. Bounty of vegetables. Hummingbird curious goes over and meets with some other hummingbirds. And they start dancing in the sky, making swirls, spirals in the sky, dancing and enjoying life. And seeing the hummingbird can go in any possible direction that it wishes. For a moment, just ask the hummingbird where it might be able to take you. What is your greatest wish that you would like? And as you ask the hummingbird, the hummingbird says, yes, I will take you. For this moment, go ahead with the hummingbird and journey into the place that you always wish that you could go. As you arrive to this place, there's a special gift waiting for you. It was granted to you by this amazing hummingbird who knew you would be coming to visit. Go ahead and pick up this gift and take it with you. Place it in your heart. And also in your mind so that you'll always remember.
back, 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 journey to the place where you started. You are here right now. Feel your feet on the ground. Start wiggling your hands, your toes. Your arms beside you, raise them above your head. Pull them down in front of you and touch your heart. Breathe through your heart. And feel that gift that you have received that is precious and special to you. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you, Daniel. I think, uh, um, Pat, we almost spoke always about practice today, and that's excellent. So thank you, thank you for, for coming and sharing. I, um, I enjoyed the, your experience, Daniel. Um, hopefully there will be more opportunity to talk about visualization because I think it's something hard to find, right? But um, extremely pleasant, right? And takes you in interesting, interesting lens, right? So thanks a lot. I don't know what, what you think, Pat. Yeah, it's, um, it's fascinating to, to observe the mind and observe the body as it's quickly taken away by, by this imagination. Daniel, thank you so much. And I don't know if I should thank you or, or my hummingbird, <laughs> but whoever it was, it, it was a, it was a, it was a Thanks great journey. <laughs> Thanks, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity to, to share. It's not something I um, have been doing much. Um, I haven't been sharing much for many, many years. So I uh, appreciate the invitation to do that and, and hope that, um, you know, others that had been challenged like me, uh, silently challenged like me, um, might find the courage to, to find their own practice. Mm -hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you, Layla. Thank you, everyone, so, for listening. Yes, I was saying the same, right? Thank you for <laughs> listening and for humming together. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Daniel, to be to be continued. Uh, see you in a week from now with another episode of the podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye.